0: If you will, uh, take your Bible and turn to 2 Kings chapter 6, and we're going to begin in verse 8, 2 Kings chapter 6, in verses 8 through 23, and if you got the church app, you can just uh, press the Bible there, and it'll open up for you. And, uh, and by the way, uh, we had a few changes, and the uh, information for this morning got put in uh, or updated a little late, so if you uh, opened that up earlier, you might have to close it and reopen it to get to the scriptures today, or the sermon notes. Today we're looking at low visibility as we've been on this uh, series of areas of patchy fog. And you know, when you think about fog, you know the reality that uh, fog can have low visibility or it can have high visibility. Depends on how dense the fog is. And so if you have a dense fog, you can't see very far in front of you. If you have a lower density fog, then you can see a little further. And uh, as we look at the scriptures this morning, I, I want to just kind of really focus about our visibility and low visibility and how it can affect our lives. a matter of fact, as we look at this, we'll see that uh, our visibility or our perception really affects everything. It affects our life greatly, our actions and our attitude based on what our perception is or how that we see things. And a Christian can see things from a spiritual viewpoint, which would be a high visibility. They're seeing heavenly ways. Or a person can see things from a low visibility or an earthly visibility where they're just seeing from a short distance. And as we look at the scripture today in 2 Kings, we'll see that there's a prophet named Elijah. And he sees things from a spiritual standpoint, but he has a servant that hasn't grown spiritually as Elijah has. And he's seeing things from an earthly standpoint. And yet when Elijah prays for his servant and God opens the eyes of his servant, his perception of everything begins to change. And he was once seeing things from a view of fear, which usually creates low visibility, to having his spiritual eyes open and seeing from the perception of faith. Elijah had faith, his servant had fear. And you know, in life, if you have greater faith, it will overcome your fears. It will overcome your fleshly view of things. It will overcome your frustration. But if you have greater fear, it will overcome what little faith you have. And so it's very important that we develop a great spiritual view of things. And so as Elijah and his servant are on this mountain and they seem to be surrounded by an enemy that it looks like an attack is evident and they're in a losing situation, They're on that mountain it looks like that loss is inevitable. And, you know, sometimes in our life it can seem that way too, can't it? It can seem that uh, we are kind of surrounded by the enemy, Satan, that he has brought everything against us, and we're under attack and we're in a losing situation. But the reality is that we might just be seeing things from a low visibility instead of high visibility. You may be seeing things through fear, frustration, or flesh instead of through faith. And if we can just kind of take that, and, you know, when you see things from a low visibility standpoint, It changes your perception of everything. It can be in love relationships because if you allow a low visibility or a earthly view of things, you can say, I know that I'm supposed to love this person, but I'm not seeing love. I'm not feeling love. I know that I should tie, but I just don't see the resources in my bank account. I know that I should have an optimistic view of the future, but I just don't see things getting any better anytime soon. And yet if we begin to step out in faith and allow God to open up our spiritual eyes and our spiritual view and we begin to see things through faith, then we can be more loving, more tithing, and more believing because when we put our faith in action, it's kind of like building up a spiritual muscle and we begin to build up resistance to what Satan brings against us. And that is when God works in amazing ways. Matter of fact, you know, most of the things that we see in life are filtered by our emotions and our feelings It can be uh, filtered by the feelings of fear or frustration or maybe what we've experienced in life. But when we put faith in that, we begin to see everything from a different perspective. Our family view begins to change. Our financial view begins to change. Our future view begins to change. And we see everything in a greater perspective because when God's army begins to work with our faith... That's when we can begin to see things fully change. Now, this morning as we're going to look at 2 Kings chapter 6, it talks about the army of God. And before Casey comes up, Casey, you go ahead and come and join me. Before she and I kind of read through these scriptures, I want to share the verses of the song that's Whom Shall I Fear that's sung by Chris Tomlin. Some people refer to it as the God of angel armies. And in this uh, song, I think that, Some of the words can get our heart and our minds and emotions ready for what God has to say to us. And here's what that song says. You hear me when I call, you are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield. Though troubles linger still, whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. My strength is in your name, for you alone can save. You will deliver me. Yours is the victory. Whom shall I fear? And the of part of this verse says, And nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. I'm holding on to your promises because you are faithful. Nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. I'm holding on to your promises. You are faithful. You are faithful. God is letting us know in that song that he is always there and he's got an army of angels that is there for us to be with us to help us through these circumstances so I want you to read with me and listen to this as we look at these scriptures in 2nd Kings chapter 6 and let's see how God's army works in this go ahead and start us off Casey
1: now the king of Aram was at war with Israel after conferring with his officers he said I will set up my camp in such and such place the man of God sent word to the king of Israel Beware of passing that place, because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elijah warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan.
0: Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And They came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and he went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, What shall we do? And he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha.
1: As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, "Strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked, Elisha told them, This is not the road, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked, and there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away. And they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory.
0: As you can see from these scriptures, there's two totally different perspectives. Initially, on that mountain, that could have been a mountain of defeat, but God made it a mountain of victory, and that is Elisha's perspective. He was looking at spiritual eyes, and he saw the massness of God's army there. And yet his servant was seeing from an earthly view, a low visibility, just seeing from an earthly perspective, and all he could see was the enemy and the army that had come against him, and his view of things was, we are dead meat. We've had it. What are we going to do? There's a mass army against us, and there's just me and you here. We are surrounded. And yet Elisha was hearing that, and Elisha said, open his eyes that he may see with spiritual eyes that he might have a higher visibility. And so when Elijah prayed that, then the servant's eyes were open, and his perspective, his perception of everything dramatically changed. And we see that God took this from a mountain of loss to a mountain of victory. When we have low visibility like the servant had, when we're only seeing things from an earthly standpoint, it will greatly affect us. And I want to bring out just a few things from these scriptures, primarily in verse 17 and verse 23, of how that low visibility will cause us not to see spiritual things. The first thing that it will cause us not to see is we won't see the fullness of God's provisions for us. You see, in that verse 17, it tells us that the mountain, and it says it was full of God's horses and chariots. Those horses and chariots. When Elijah and the servant were looking at that, that represented to them God has provided for us. We were surrounded by the enemy. Our loss looked like it was inevitable. But then we see that God has the provisions even when the greatest enemy comes against us. And you know, Satan comes against us in our life in all different ways. He may hammer at our emotions. He may hammer at our plans. He may hammer at our finances. He may hammer at our marriage. He may hammer at our uh, family situation. He'll hammer at you in any way that he can. And what he wants to do is hit you hard enough. You know, I don't know if you've ever been hit in the gut before. But if you've ever been hit in a fight and you get a hit in the gut, you immediately bend over and all you can see is what's down low. That's the same way Satan works against us. He wants to get us a good gut hit into us so that in our lives, all we are is looking down from a low perspective. And Yet when we see these scriptures, it tells us that for Elisha and his servant, God had great provisions for them, and God supplied exactly what they needed in their life at that moment. And you know what? God can do the same thing in our lives, too. doesn't make any difference what it is, what part of our life that we're needing God to come to our rescue or to provide for us. God is always there to meet that. And so as I look at these scriptures, when I see that, that the mountain was full of those horses and chariots, I'm reminded that the, what the Bible says, that God owns the cattle of a thousand hills. I'm also reminded in Philippians 4 that tells us that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And so no matter how great my need is and your need, and you know, sometimes you can see in somebody else's life that it appears that God met a need in their life, and somewhere in our subconscious we think, well, I guess God's already given all he's got to them. And a matter of fact, it seems like they're getting... All the good stuff. But you know what? God's resources never run out. God's resources never run out. He's always got more for whatever need any person has. And so when you begin to see from a low visibility, it will cause you not to see the fullness of God's provisions for your particular life in your particular situation. The other thing that low visibility will cause you to not see is it will cause you not to see the fire of God's power in your life. In that same verse 17, it referred to the chariots, and it identified them as chariots of fire. And if you were to read through the Bible from the Old Testament through the New Testament, that you'll see spiritually that fire is connected to God in a very specific way. Fire always is connected to God in a powerful way. It represents God's power. But just about every time that you read anything about the fire that relates to God, it is always fire coming down from heaven to earth. Matter of fact, uh, apparently the sons of thunder, James and John, had uh, kind of got a hold of that pretty good because the Bible tells us that when they went into the Samaritan village and they weren't received well, that they uh, said to the Lord, said, Do you want us to call fire down from heaven and consume them? They had kind of got a hold of that. But sometimes we don't realize that God's fire can still fall on our lives today. I like uh, the scripture, not Elisha, but Elijah, another prophet of God, that when he had a challenge with the uh, prophets of Baal that were trying to kind of take control of everything... And Elijah had each one of them to uh, make a, uh, an altar and put a uh, sacrifice on it and asked them to call upon their God and to call fire down from heaven. And nothing happened. Elijah made fun of them, mocked them, laughed at them. Nothing happened. And then Elijah called upon his God. And the Bible says that fire came down from heaven. And it not only consumed the sacrifice, but it consumed the altar. It licked up the water and dried up the ground. You know, when God shows up, he kind of shows out, doesn't he? And that was true on the mountain. And I, I had a great uh, privilege of going to Israel and standing on that mountain and looking down in the valley and saw the perspective that Elijah saw when God brought that great victory. The fire of God's power is available in your life. And I really have a question for you. Isn't it about time or don't you want to experience the fire of God in your life? You know, fire can come in kind of different forms, can't it? You can have, matter of fact, uh, Joyce and I have a fireplace at our house, and there's a a low setting, and the flames are kind of small. It's a uh, gas fireplace. And then there's a high setting where the flames come up higher. My grandkids are all the time, even in the summer, they'll say, Gigi, will you turn the fireplace on? And then summertime, no, it's hot enough as it is. And then when the wintertime comes, we had, a, you know, some cold days. And so they say, can we turn the fireplace on? And I'd turn it on, and I'd have it on low. And you know what they'd say? Let's turn it on high. They want to see the big flames. And, you know, that's the way we should desire for the power of God to be in our life. Not the little stuff. That's good. But we should desire also that God's fire will fall in a big way in our life. Low visibility will cause you to miss out on the fire of God's power in your life. But it also caused you to miss out on the future of God's plan for your life. You see, if you were to continue reading, you'll notice that the last thing that Casey read was in that verse 23. And it's kind of an unusual situation where Elisha has caused the army to be blinded, and then he leads them blind to the king of Israel, and then he prays for God's eyes to open, or or, or for God to open the eyes of the the army of the Syrians. Can you imagine kind of what they were feeling like? One minute they're standing on the mountain feeling like they're tough, macho, and they can do whatever they want to in this situation. Then they're blind, and they are being led blindly. And then when their eyes are open, now they are surrounded by a king and his army. And so the king says, Elijah, should we kill them? And Elisha said, no, let's, let's give them something to eat and something to drink. And let's make them feel good and treat them good and pamper them up a little bit. You know, and as you're reading that, you're thinking, what? This is the enemy that was out against Elisha. And so they feed them and they get them all pampered up and they send them back. And you know what? God's plan always is the best plan, isn't it? Because the Bible tells us at that, that very last verse that we read that the Syrian armies no longer came and attacked the people of Israel. God had a plan. You know, when you and I are seeing things from an earthly standpoint with low visibility, the future of God's plan for us in our life can be hindered to where we're not seeing how good God's plan really is. When we're on the mountain and we were surrounded by the enemy, it can look like that everything is bleak and it can look like that nothing's looking too good for the future for us. But the reality is that God always has a plan for our life. I love the scriptures that says that, uh, that God has a plan for us to give us hope and a future, which means hope in our moment right now and a future that is brighter than what we were experiencing in this moment. And so I have a question for you this morning. Are you seeing from a spiritual eyes in your life right now, whatever you're facing, if everything's going good, man, it's easy to see everything that way. But if you've got some challenges in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your work, in your finances, maybe just the future doesn't look too bright. Are you looking through earthly eyes? Or do you need to take a moment and just pray for yourself? Because I'm going to pray for everybody like Elisha did for his servant. I'm going to pray that God will open the spiritual eyes of every one of us. So that we not see from a low visibility just from the earthly standpoint, but we see from a heavenly viewpoint. I told you a while ago that, uh, that when we dismiss, I'm going to ask everybody to kind of go out to the front porch there and kind of get out on the steps and down in the front because uh, Kelly Cox is going to get up on a ladder. He's going to take a picture. And I, what I want all of you to do is to look up towards Kelly. We're going to put that, uh, if it works out good. If it don't, you won't be on there. But uh, if it works out good, it's going to be on the front of the directory. Kind of symbolizing that we as a church are going to always be looking up. We want a heavenly perspective of things. And you know, the Bible teaches us that, that our citizenship as Christians is not on this earth. We act like it is, that this is the only place we're going to ever be. But it teaches us that our citizenship is in heaven. And therefore, the earthly things shouldn't bother us too much because we should be seeing things from a heavenly perspective. We should always be looking up and know that God's got something better for us. And so I'm going to pray for you, and I hope that you'll pray for yourself. Whatever you may be facing in your life, I want you to see things from a heavenly perspective. See the full provisions that God has for your life. If he can bring an army to the help of Elisha, I'm sure that he can meet whatever need you and I have in our life. I'm gonna pray that you see the power or the fire of God's power in your life, that God has the power to meet in a powerful way and that God has a plan for you that has a future that is brighter than what it is now. And so I wanna ask you right now just to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. And while the musicians come, would you take just a moment in this time of prayer And just kind of think about where you are in your life. How are you seeing things? What is your perception? Are you seeing the fullness of God's provision that He can meet your needs? There's nothing that's lacking in God's provisions. Did you see the power, the fire of God's power in your life that He can come and demonstrate in a powerful way? Do you see the future that God has planned for you that maybe you may not be able to spell it all out and maybe you may not can see all the details right now, but by faith, you're walking by faith and know that God's got a, a plan for you for the future that is better than what you're seeing right now. It's about time that we change our perception of things and that we let the God of angel armies work in our life. And I want you to listen to this. It all starts by asking God to just give you faith. When Elisha... Pray for his servant and that God would open his spiritual eyes, he began to see things from a faith perspective instead of a fear perspective. And so I'm going to ask that God open all of our eyes spiritually and that God give us faith to trust him more, to see things from his perception, and to know that God is going to work all things together for our good. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you, and Lord, I don't know what's going on in every person's life. Lord, there may be some that uh, everything's going great and they need to be thankful and praise you and rejoice in that. And yet there may be others that maybe they got some family situations, maybe they got some financial situations, maybe they got some situations that just the future doesn't look too great. But Lord, I'm praying, God, that if Satan has kind of given us a kick in the gut and has caused us to see from a low perspective, Lord, that you would lift our heads that we look to the heavens and get a heavenly perspective a heavenly perception and to know God that you got some angels of army that can come to our need Lord we don't know exactly when your timing is but God we know that your timing is right we got to trust that so Lord I'm praying this morning that you would open our spiritual eyes and Lord that you would give us faith to trust you more and just to follow you Give us faith, Lord. Elisha's servant saw with eyes of fear. But Lord, we need to see with eyes of faith. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe today all this conversation about the fullness of God's provisions and the fire of God's power and the future of God's plan is kind of foreign to you because maybe you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior. Or maybe you just weren't certain that you had everything nailed down. Last week, Pam wasn't going to have any doubts anymore. She nailed it down and she was going to follow through and make sure that she was walking with God. Maybe that's your need this morning, but whatever it is, I want to give you an invitation to pray this prayer in your heart right where you're sitting, silently in your heart. Dear Lord, I feel your spirit speaking to me. And Lord, I, I know I've made some mistakes, I know I've failed, but today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I claim that today I nailed down my salvation. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed and no one's looking around, if you prayed that prayer with me, you made the most important decision of your life and the Bible tells us all of heaven rejoices. I want to rejoice with you and pray for you too. If you prayed that prayer with me while nobody's looking around, would you just slip up your hand for just a moment and then put it right back down? Thank you. Maybe you're You're sure of your salvation, but maybe there's some challenges and struggles going on in your life spiritually. And God has spoken to you this morning that you're seeing from an earthly standpoint with low visibility. And God's telling you to look up, to have faith, to know that I've got an angel army that's coming to your rescue. And you want me to lift you up in prayer. Would you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need some prayers. I need some strength. I need God to work in my life. Yes. Lord, I just pray for those who by faith raised their hand this morning to acknowledge and say, I've got some challenges in my life and I've got some struggles going on, but I want to have faith and I want to trust God that uh, God, that your armies are going to come to my rescue. And so Lord, I pray that for those who raised their hands, Lord God, that you would just show the fullness of your provisions in their life. God, may the fiery power of God come upon them. And Lord, may the future look brighter than it's ever looked before. And God, I know that it doesn't always happen immediately, but God, if we just trust you more, you'll bring it all to pass. And so, God, we ask that you do that this morning. And God, we're going to give you the praise and honor and glory as you open our spiritual eyes that we will see spiritually and that we will have faith in you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.